0: Welcome to the Overrated Experience Sports Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Blond, and this is season two, episode 10 of The Overrated Experience. You can follow the Overrated Experience Sports Betting Podcast on Twitter at E X P 2 and also on Instagram and Facebook at Overrated Experience. Join, follow, comment, be part of the team. Is that an inspirational speech? If you haven't listened before, this uh, podcast is going to focus on sports betting. It's going to focus on sports news, predominantly at this time of year. It's NFL, 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 and we'll try to get you two shows a week. One, for example, Episode 9, that was posted on Tuesday, that if you haven't listened, please download, talks about our picks against the spread leading into Week 5 of the NFL. And then this podcast is going to predominantly look at over-unders and also prop bets, leading also to Week 5 of the NFL. Now, I'm going to go off on a tangent and a rage about another sport locally impacting us, and that is the Toronto Blue Jays, who recently got swept in their wildcard series against the Minnesota Twins. So, if you haven't joined us before... Uh, again, we normally focus just on football at this time of year, but I can't let the opportunity to go by to blow off some steam about the disgust I have for this team and how they went down in flames uh, just a few days ago. So, if you're not a baseball fan, or you are a baseball fan, you may or may not know the Toronto Blue Jays uh, had a wild card series against the Minnesota Twins. They lost both games, the best two out of three. Three games would have been played in Minnesota because Minnesota won their division, uh, and they are the... Team that would have played all games at home, which I'm fine with, because it gives more value to winning your division or having a better record. So I'm cool with that. That the Jays' still expectation was to win this series all year. This team that coming into the year has the known firepower at on, at the plate. That this it went south this year. Runners in scoring position was a, a problem for 162 games. The uh, the number of times in the same story over and over that runners left in scoring position, not capitalizing, clutch two out hits on a consistent basis. This is the theme of the Toronto Blue Jays. This team backdoored their way into a wildcard spot. They got the help from Seattle, Texas, and Houston, who had to play each other uh, each uh, for the last couple weeks, which allowed the Toronto Blue Jays to sneak into the wildcard spot. It's not like they busted the door open, and they're celebrating like dipshits with champagne because other teams helped them out. So that's a flag to me, one. Two, if you watched game two of the series against the Minnesota Twins where the Blue Jays were eliminated, you know, or the story and the heat around the city is about the decision to remove pitcher Jose Barrios from the ball game in the fourth inning. Jose Barrios, if you watch the first three innings, you know he's not he's he's not been consistent all year. He's pitched okay, but if you watch that those first three innings, he was dealing. He had five strikeouts in three innings. The Twins were not the Twins were not over him at all. If you are watching, and you know, you know, I would hope that the manager at the dugout is looking at the fucking game because obviously something's off here. That I guess Ned from Analytics met with John Schneider and probably Ross Atkins for the for the game and said, "Hey, the computer, Ned, you know, Ned's here with the PowerPoint that tells you that soon as Barrios gives up any runners in this range of the game, maybe the fourth inning, just like it happened." You're going to go to the bullpen because you're going to bring in Kikuchi. Kikuchi, he's had a strong bounce back year, but he's not your savior. If you were watching this game, and, and I'm hoping John Schneider did, and the decision came up where now's the opportunity, do I follow Ned's analytics? Ned from analytics, like you probably seen him three times a day, hyped up on coffee Probably never goes outside. Probably bald, uh, half-shaven beard. Just, just worried about charts and, and blah blah blah. You know, Ned, you should have take it. Told Ned to shove his PowerPoint presentation up his ass because we're going to keep Rios in. Because what my eyes are telling me is that he's dealing and he's that gives us our best chance to win, especially a team that can't friggin' hit. They can't. You can't have a clutch hit. So. A decision was made based on the analytics. He walks the leadoff hitter in the, ninth, uh, the fourth. Here comes John Schneider, pointing his left hand to bring in Kikuchi. And now here's, here's one problem I have. If John Schneider had a predetermined game plan that this was going to happen, if he had the ability to say, no, we're not going to go to the game plan, and I'll have to justify this later, and chose not to, fired. Get him out of there. He's done. He can't wear... He doesn't have big boy pants to make a decision that he's not the right manager for a team that's expected to make a playoff run. You need a manager with big boy pants, okay? I don't know what he's wearing because it was a garbage move. So they come out, take out Barrios. Who's dealing? Five strikeouts in three innings. One walk. One walk. And then Kikuchi gives up the base. The bats are the problem. The bats are... Have always been the issue. Not scoring enough runs. Not having enough clutch hits. But... That one single change in the game is a fireable offense for a manager. Fireable offense to a GM if he signed off and this is the way we're going to do this. That analytics, although valuable to help make decisions, shouldn't be the only non-negotiable pathway to strategize victory in a game. That's like me trying to cross the street and not using my eyes if a vehicle is going to run a red light or not. I'm going to assume based on analytics, when the red light is there, all vehicles will stop. So if I follow the Blue Jays, you know, pathway to success, I am, I am not, I'm assuming that everything is going to go to the letter of the law and that one-off situation where somebody looked down and didn't see a red light, I, you know, that's never going to happen, right? Or if you're driving, that nobody's going to cut you off. Or nobody's gonna slam on their brakes. That's never gonna happen because that's not the rules of the road. Your eyes got to friggin' tell you what decisions to make. And it's a fireable offense. Steider's gotta go. Atkins is go. He's the general manager. Mark Shapiro's not gonna go because his baby is uh re- renovation of the Rogers Center. But by the way, which looks great, but it's gonna weed out anybody. You know, bringing their four kids that lives in a middle class or or worse uh, economic bracket, they're, they're trying to make a courtside experience and exorbitant ticket prices for sitting closer, even though it looks great, no question. But don't expect to be going to uh, the majority of the population of city of over three million being able to afford to go to not not just one but multiple games in a hundred and sixty two game season. Okay, so let's just not kid ourselves what that's about. But he's not going to go anywhere. And they're going to justify that the analytics said this and that. Fired. Get rid of them. It's, it's done. So there, there's my two cents. There's my rage. And maybe this has made me feel better. Maybe I can move on to the postseason and see what the Jays do to, again, just like the Leafs in Toronto. It, it's great. We're going to go through a whole offseason. They're going to make moves. And then it's not going to be until later in this time next year where we know if it's been successful or not successful this is that's the tough part okay so thanks for bearing with me we're going to steer back to the NFL and again this is the over under props undies okay this is exactly uh, the, the podcast you want to be with so I'm just going to give you a share of some records so far right now as far as spreads and please listen to the Tuesday uh, version of episode nine of the overrated experience we're 58.1 percent. Thirty-six and twenty-six with one push, which has been pretty successful. We had a hot week of twelve and four. So I encourage you to see what we got for this weekend. Uh, Over unders, man, we were in five hundred. Some were good, some were bad. We were three and two last week. Right now for the year, we're ten and ten. And then props were uh, 543 percent, and that's down. We had a two and five record last week. Some of the I went off on a tangent here. I was talking about making sure that you and us don't overthink it and, you know, take the guys that produce on a week-to-week basis. And that was Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, and both didn't meet their props. So I apologize for that, but I don't apologize for that because that's the place to make. And I'm going to go back there again. So get ready. Get that pencil out. I'm going to go to the well once again because these are the guys that make impacts each week. They may have an off week or the, or the game plan may not dictate that they get the yards, but that doesn't happen on a consistent situation. So we're going to go back to the well on that. Well, let's kick it off on their over-undies going into week five. And I'm going to kick it off in Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Baltimore is a four-point favorite. Like, it's a divisional matchup. I think a lot of people are expecting a tight you know, game here, like a field goal, Justin Tucker-type uh, situation where he's going to have like three field goals. I don't think so. I think the Steelers are in trouble. I don't think they've given up 300-yard passers in the last two games, and they're a bit of a mess, right? Uh, so I, I like Baltimore to put up some numbers here. Over 38, I think, think's too low. I think they'll put, uh, you know, they'll get some turnovers. They'll score a few tutties, you know, touchdowns. If you don't know the short term on that, and or their defense will at least you know, have one turnover or one key play where Pittsburgh, you know, scores a cheap touchdown or two. So 38, I'm going to take the over, minus 108 Baltimore Pittsburgh. All right. Now, here's one we're going to go undies on. So put those tidy whities on. We got New Orleans taking on New England. So far this this uh, season, New Orleans has scored 20 points once out of four games. They have a low uh, they have weapons. They have weapons, but their quarterback is garbage. And I, I thought he was. I thought Derek Carr was going to come in and actually do something, uh, but he seems to not realize that he has weapons that he needs to work around and not. He's got to get the ball in, you know, the Thomases and the, uh, you know, uh, Ole, Olive, I'm saying there right. O, o, Camara, uh Olave receiver. I'm butchering the, uh, the name there. And he's not doing that. And why they let him start last week when he has a bum shoulder? I, I don't get it. I mean, again, I'd rather go with Jameson Winston and let's see what happens. He'll throw five touchdowns. we give him four picks, but you might actually win a ball game. So I like this game to go under New Orleans and, uh, New, Orleans and uh, New England. And I, you know, I can't, I see, you know, they got torched last week. I don't even know if Mac Jones is starting or Billy Zapp's going to start, but this looks to me like a field goal type game. Uh, stalled down in the red zones, both teams and, sat, and set, settling for field goals. Uh, So I like it under 39.5 minus 110. Kansas City, Minnesota, this should be a shootout. This should be a shootout. Kansas City, Minnesota. Minnesota can't stop anything. Like, I don't even know what comparable to uh, to, to say it. I mean, they barely got by Carolina. They put the ball up in the air, though. So if they're going to lose and give up 50 points, they're going to put 40 points on the board. Kansas City, I don't think, is going to have the pushback that uh, let's say the Jets gave them after the second quarter, where Mahomes just didn't have you know a game uh, that you normally see from him because the Jets' Vikings are off for three hundred, maybe four hundred yards in this game. So look for this game to go over 52 and a half. I don't think you could sit there and say, "Hey, I'm going to take a Minnesota Kansas City game under." This is a game that you know there's going to be points, and you might as well ride what you know the the idea that this will be like a sixty to seventy point ball game. All right, Jets, Denver. Over under 43 and a half. Now I'm banking the over on this one if, if Zach Wilson plays anything like he did against the Kansas City Chiefs in any form or fashion, getting the ball into the hands of those receivers and Brees Hall in the backfield. Uh, if he has any sort of success against a Denver D that's not that great, then I see this game going over 43 and a half. In Denver and the Broncos putting up some points so 43 and a half I'll take the over Jets Broncos and the game of the week Sunday nighter Dallas there I don't see San Francisco taking the foot off the gas in any form or fashion like when they're they like man like when they run you over they back up and run you over you uh, over you again they feed Christian McCaffrey like it's it there's got to be some bonus clauses in his contract that say state that I need the ball every two seconds they have so many weapons. And because it's not a playoff game, I do see Dallas showing up and being uh, competitive, at least uh, for this game, putting points on the board. So even if that, like I, the 49ers don't slow down. They do not slow down. So 45 points, I don't think is too, uh, too dramatic to overcome. And I like the over. So for of our five picks this week, we got Baltimore, Pittsburgh over 38, New Orleans, New England, the Battle of the News, under 39 and a half. Casey, Minnesota, over 52 and a half. We have New York Jets in Denver Broncos over 43.5. And over in the Dallas-San Francisco game. Oh, by the way, if you guys watch the Thursday nighter, uh, the Bears dismantle the commanders. I will say, like it shows the importance of a top receiver. DJ Moore, three touchdowns. This guy, he was fantastic yesterday. He was a difference maker. Justin Fields looked good. Hey, he looked poised. He looked like the game slowed down for him, and he got the protection he needed at points of the game where he could make big throws, big first downs. They looked like a team that was not there the first four weeks. Like they, that was a completely different team. The Commanders, eh? They're they're mid they're they're blah. Like they're nothing. Like there's nothing there. They'll go in next week or the week after and have a big win or stay in a ball game. But Sam Howell is your quarterback. Eh? Ron Rivera is your coach. Eh? and they got a lot of weapons like their defense should be lights out the number of first round picks on that defensive line come on there's something wrong they need to clean house and start over again cuz what they're doing is not even bad enough to get a top 3 pick and it's not good enough to be a significant super bowl threat so they're in the middle they're in the wrong spot and they need to go they need to make changes all right that's that about that we're going to go on to props So, props that I like this week. I got six props that I like a lot. All right? So, uh, seven, actually. I like the New Orleans Saints. I'm using Bet365, by the way, the numbers there. So, Bet365, the New Orleans Saints, New England Patriots. Like I said, the Saints have troubles scoring points, scoring touchdowns. And I like the three-way total under 20 for the team total for the New Orleans Saints. That's minus 110. And because they suck. Right, and if if they somehow go to Jameson Winston, I think that changes. But if the plan is to stick with Derek Carr, under twenty is the play. Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Lamar Jackson passing yards, one ninety nine and a half. I like the over, and here's why. You know, it's it's not a lock. You know, two out of the four weeks that Lamar Jackson has hit two hundred plus yards or more. But where I'm I'm going with this is that the Steelers have given up the last two games three hundred yard passers. So I, I think that the Ravens will have to go to the air. To, to move the ball, I, I know that a big part of their game is Lamar and team on the ground, but I think they'll have to go to the air more. And they have, you know what, you got it, and you bring all these free agents and stars in, you have to share the ball, and that has, you have to establish Lamar Jackson as a passer, and you can't let him take too many hits, because if he goes down, your season's over. So I like that over 199 and a half, minus 110. Houston, Atlanta. CJ Stroud, I'm gonna ride the CJ Stroud bandwagon here. Over 246 and a half passing yards. You know, out of the last three games, he's had 280 or more. He had 280 game uh, two games ago, but 300 the last. You know, two out of three games, 300, 280 for the last one. He's not slowing down. I I can't see why CJ Stroud still would not get the balls in his main uh, players' hands and surpass the 246 and a half. Tennessee, Indianapolis. This is to me a no-brainer. I know Jonathan Taylor, running back, superstar running back, is back and will be in this ball game. But if you look at Anthony Richardson, rookie quarterback, he has scored four touchdowns himself in his last three starts, right? And he's—I know you got Jonathan Taylor, you're going to hand the ball off, but why would you go against a formula that is obviously successful? You cannot stop a quarterback of his athleticism and his size. When that ball's on the one yard line, why would you? Like, you're gonna still have Richardson, big part of his game, and that's gonna include walking into the end zone for a touchdown. So if you give me plus 120, that Anthony Richardson is gonna have an anytime touchdown, I'm gonna take it. All right, I think that's an easy one. And obviously, uh, I mean, you could go crazy. I'm not gonna put it on the podcast that multiple touchdowns or first touchdown. I mean, I would leave that to you to make that decision. But I'm gonna, I'm going to promote and take the anytime touchdown Anthony Richardson quarterback for the Colts plus 120 all right we move on the New York Giants take on the Miami Dolphins the Giants are in trouble they're slapped in this game like the Miami Dolphins coming off that loss against Buffalo and they tend to share the ball they if Tyreek Hill you know only had what 58 yards last week they're going to make sure he gets 120 yards this week they don't screw around they make sure to take care of their people and I don't think this week is going to be any different. I'm going to again go back to the well, the no-brainer, even though it didn't happen for me last week. The Tyreek Hill, over 91 and a half receiving yards. Kansas City, Minnesota. I told you this game is going to be a shootout. And guess what? I'm going to go back to the well again. And it didn't work out last week, but I will take my chances at Justin Jefferson, which is a high total of receiving yards, 104 and a half minus 110. But I will take the over. You guessed it. Remember, it's called the overrated experience, not the underrated. And last but not least, the game of the day, San Francisco hosts the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott. You now if this again, if this is the playoffs, you know, he'd probably throw a buck 20 and give up two interceptions, but it's not the playoffs. It's a Sunday nighter. He's gonna get the Cowboys Cowboys fans hope. He's gonna throw for like 300 yards. And I only need him to score a throw for over 241 and a half. I'm taking the over and Dak Prescott's passing total again 241 and a half even if they're chasing you know i mean he's got to put the ball in the air to his weapons uh even if even if they take the lead it's not like you can run the ball and kill the clock against the 49ers they will crush you they will keep coming all right and you you got to keep moving the ball so i think at no point in the game will Dak Prescott be just handing the ball off at 241 and a half it seems kind of low to me And that's it. That's that's where you have it. That is the Overrated Experience Season 2, Episode 10, Props and Over Undies, along with a little bit of Blue Jay rants going on from this this perspective. And I hope you enjoyed it. For the Canadians out there, enjoy your Thanksgiving. I will talk to you again. The pleasure was all yours, of course. And uh, we're over and we're out. Bye-bye.